Chao. What do you want? It's a podcast to you. Gotta talk about Giallo movies just for you. The only thing I'd like, I'd really like, is to meet you face to face. It'll happen sooner or later, but you don't have to recognize us. Thanks. However, you disappoint me, duck. You throw a challenge my way. I almost forgot the most important part. We go by Creep, Creeperson, and Chris. And this is Chow Chow Chow. Got it. The harbor, a phone booth sitting right near Pier 11. I'll get out the APB. Move, you bastard. Ciao, ciao, everybody, and welcome to episode number 68 of Jallo Ciao, ciao, the all Jallo show. Um, the thing just said live, so I don't know if that really happened or not. Hmm. But hey, <laughs> we'll find I'm out. Me, that's Chris, and Bunch we're here to talk about a shitty fucking movie. Why don't, you, why don't you say chow chow one more time and then if I need to edit it in, I will. Chow chow, everybody. <laughs> and welcome to Jallo Chow Chow, the Jallo Superstore. <laughs> the Jallo Superstore. I always forget that um I I typically I I typically jump the gun too soon. In talking, when you intro the the show, and then when I go to post production, I'm like, oh man, he didn't even get the second chow chow out before like I stepped on half of his words. So I you kept quiet. Just, that like, time. you should just take like the beginning of like episode thirty or something, right? And um, that is. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I will stop that. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that worked too. So yeah. So yeah, how you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in, man. I'm, 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 I got a couple things to talk about before we get this movie started. Um, but since you asked, um, I'm doing well. 
Well, did you, hear, did you like that upward inflection? Yeah. Um, that's usually an indicator that I'm not being honest, right? I'm doing well. I don't know. Yeah. But I am. Um, it's like but, how I talk to cops. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was driving at the speed limit. Um, I, I do want to take a moment, and not that many moments, but a, a couple of moments to talk about uh, I went to see Mother last weekend. And How was it? It was, you know, so it's Darren Aronofsky, who has films that I like. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but the ones that I have seen, I did like. So I think his first film was called Pi. Um, yeah. P.I. Um, and it was a little uneven, but I liked it. Um, his, obviously or arguably best film is uh, Requiem for a Dream, which um, I really liked, but I only watched once because it was so hard to watch again. Like it was just so yeah. disturbing. Um, Black Swan was another one of his that I liked. Um, yeah, that was okay. And then he did something called The Fountain, which I haven't been able to get through. Like I, mm. I, I start it and I don't know what the hell's going on. Who's but in that? I don't know. Didn't he do The Wrestler? Did he? Was that his film too, The Wrestler? I think it was. Hmm. Anyway, so how this became, how this came to be was I was at work and I had the night off um, from the kids and everything and I was going to stay in the city and I'm like, ah, I want to do something. Maybe I'll go see a movie. Um, and there's a couple of places in, in Center City, Philadelphia where they play you know, independent films. So I went and looked up the stuff and I said, oh, there's that film called Mother that I heard everybody hates. Um, and so... I should give my good money for that. Yeah, and so I, I, I went and looked it up. I'm like, oh, wait, it's Darren Aronofsky. And, you know, I have a good history with liking his films. So I went and I looked at some of the reviews and the reviews just made me want to go watch it more because it was mostly people saying... Not only is this the worst movie of the year, it's the worst movie of the century. <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, have you seen Troll 2? I mean, come on. Or Spice World? <laughs> Sorority or Glitter? Babe? What about Sorority Babes at the Slime Ball Bolarama? Did you ever see that well, one? Yeah, but you can't start throwing that around, <laughs> you know? There's got to be some kind of. Blood Diner? Limit. Oh, so um, I, I, and, and then for, for, for those of us or for those of you out there listening to this, um, I have to admit that one of the reasons why I did like the film, so I'll spoil it. I liked the film. I thought it was really, really good. One of the reasons why I liked it and ended up having a good experience is because I cheated. Um, the film, it, the, for, I think the film at least, Initially, the director wanted people to try and figure out what it was about without having to be spoon-fed the metaphors and the symbolism and everything. Um, but I ended up like watching a bunch of YouTube videos with uh, people talking about the film, and then there was a, a video that they did called Anatomy of a Scene, and it was a, a, a scene in the beginning of the film, and Aronofsky is narrating it, and he's basically saying, look, this person here represents this, this person here represents that. And I won't give it away because, you know, I know some people do want to go and, and see movies without having 
the um, the metaphor, the allegory spoiled for them. But yeah. I have to admit that knowing that little tidbit from that behind the scenes uh, video that I watched, going into it, it made the experience a thousand times better because um, the movie doesn't really make any sense um, because it's not really supposed to be watched from a literal kind of point of view. It's supposed to be that everything that happens in the movie is a representation of something else symbolically. And if you're into that sort of thing, it's a good movie. If you don't... Is it supposed to be a horror movie? No. It's, okay. it's got some very horrifying moments, but it is not a horror movie at all. Um, Jennifer now, Lawrence... Let me ask you this question, too. Like, Jennifer Lawrence is, by the way, amazing in the film. I mean, obviously, she's gorgeous, but the film... Um, well was only filmed with close-ups of her face over the shoulder looking uh, over the back of her shoulder or point of view shots. And the entire film was filmed handheld. There was no dolly shots. There was no tracking shots or anything. Yeah. So it's really told from her point of view. So every scene in the movie, she's reacting to what's going on. So go ahead. What was your question? I'm sorry. In watching the trailer... You don't think she's hot, by the way? No, I really don't. Oh my god! Some all right. I guys. never watched the Hunger Games, so you go, go, <laughs> dude. Forget about the Hunger Games. Go watch the interview that she did with some British uh, interviewee um, for this movie. She's sitting in a chair with a low-cut dress and the skirt with the slit up. The I mean, it's just it's unreal. You can't. Well, even, have you, you have no idea what she says in this in this interview. <laughs> You'll have never... you seen her videos on the fappening? On the fappening? Yeah. No, no. I, I don't know what that is. Please enlighten That's... me. <laughs> I mean, I know what fap is. And I know what the happening that, is. That was the... Um, all the celebrity videos pulled out of the cloud. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, oh, oh. Yeah, no, yeah. I cannot see that. Yeah, she's a total, like, drunk whore. So. Oh, cool. You'd probably she, really dig her. But she is pretty wacky. Like, I've seen her doing interviews and stuff. And, I mean, you know, like, if you're going to be that good of an actress, I mean, can you really be normal? I mean, I don't know. Not totally normal. I she's, Jim Carrey. She's, she's young. I like Jim Carrey's uh, latest uh, foray into the um, Buddhist take on philosophy. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, no, I'm not really here. It's not really me. It's just I'm just I'm just a happening, just a happening. But anyway, um, you were going to ask me a question about yeah the, um, <laughs> the trailer. Does if you watch the trailer, does that give you a good representation about what's going to happen in the movie? I don't know because I'm not sure which trailer I did watch. Um, all I can tell you is it's a husband and wife. They live in a great big house by themselves, and slowly but surely throughout the course of the film, people start to come over and impose and infringe upon their privacy and their 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 life and oh, it just so gets it's about gun control it's it's basically just gets more and more and more out of hand as the uh as the movie goes on and it's not about gun control no. are you sure it's not about the king of england coming into your house no nope. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure of it I'm absolutely sure. Right. And that's the thing. So like, 
you know, you could say that it's a kind of a cop out. I think when they decided that they were going to release the film worldwide or nationwide um, to all the first run theaters, and they did it for just a week. I think it's by the time we get to the end of this week, it'll be pulled out because it's probably not making any money. But um, I think once they did that, um, they did a little bit more press. And I think uh, the director just wanted to kind of clue people in and say, look, I know that now that we're throwing this out there for the masses, there's probably going to be a, 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 a dip in the average intelligence of my, you know, of, of the viewer, of the, whoever's going to view this film, because it's, you know, it's, it's something, because you know, I, like you. Just cocksucker. That's, well, that's me, because he didn't say that. <laughs> Oh. I'm, just, I'm just making that up. You're calling me a pretentious cocksucker. But that's okay. No, I thought you said he was saying that in an interview. And I no, was no, like, he he did not say me. that at all. He did not say that at all. That's that's what I'm kind of surmising. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. What what I'm saying is that he probably decided to give people or clue people into what some of the allegory was about because he assumed that. You know, there were going to be a lot of people that go to this movie thinking, like you said, it's just a horror movie, and it's not. So, um, anyway, uh, long story long. Um, yeah, it was good. I really it liked it. Awful. I, I um, <laughs> I would recommend it. It's not a. Uh, it's not a film. I mean, first of all, it, I'm ignoring creeps laughter right now. I, uh, <laughs> If you uh, <laughs> if you um, like his films, uh, that's going to be one one point in the in the pro column for going. Um, and if you're kind of in the mood for a film that's going to make you think and also be very disturbing, see the thing about it was, um, I read some reviews that were like, yeah, the third act is just completely bonkers. None of it makes any sense, and it's horrifying and disturbing. And that's true, but when you watch the film knowing that everything is supposed to symbolize something else, it's not as horrifying. Because like, I kind of, like, like this happens, and I go, okay, well, when this happens, I know what they're trying to allude to. So, so it, basically you just ruined the movie for everybody. No, I didn't say a word. Okay. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> no. Uh, no, so so basically what I'm what I'm trying to say is that uh uh you should go see it if you're if you want to do if you're in the mood for something like that. I mean, I think most of the people listening to this will probably be curious at least and yeah. you know, if you get a chance to grab it, you'll be able to grab it off of Netflix probably within the next couple of months. So, um I wouldn't go out and see it on a on on the big screen unless you want to, unless you are looking to go out and see a movie. It was the same night that the, um, that the new Blade Runner premiered, like last Friday, I think. And you was. didn't go and see that? I didn't. I didn't go see that. Wow. <clears throat> I think Ryan Gosling is way hotter than Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> And so does your ceiling, because that's all, all I can see is your ceiling. I'm sorry. I was just drinking some Pellegrino. Ooh, well, I, I do not have a alcoholic beverage the... evening. I just have... God, I fucking wish I went to Starbucks before we started this, dude. 
I got this uh, coffee, just a straight up black coffee from Starbucks, and I drove about a half an hour um, with it just sitting before I even took a sip out of it because it's so freaking hot. You can't, I can't yeah. sip when it's that hot. But uh, yeah, so um, just so you know, in case anyone's wondering, here it is the maple pecan latte thing or whatever it is mm-hmm. is very sweet you're kidding i think it's better as an ice drink because you get all the chunks up in the straw but when it's a hot drink all that shit melts and it just feels like you're drinking sugar oh so it sounds the nasty. more you know that's not really coffee yeah it is it's like Two shots of espresso. It's like a tiny it's bit actually, of coffee. And shit it's like more coffee than what you're drinking right now. Yeah, I'll have you know, young man, that I asked for a double red eye. No, I didn't. It's too late for that. I, I, my, my, my caffeine consumption averages to about, I would say, somewhere around six to 700 milligrams a day, which is it's like 100 per cup of coffee, I think, something like that. Oh, I totally cut back a lot. The doctor told me to. Yeah. Well, the God, cat I was strangling him. <laughs> like, I think you might want to lay off that fifth pot of coffee as you're strangling me. Yeah. So, what's up with you besides uh, the caffeine withdrawal? Um, I've been um having some hard times with uh depression lately mm. that's and um yeah but what i wanted to say was that i really really miss everybody like in the group and stuff yeah but for some reason i'm having a really hard time like going on facebook so oh dude it's yeah, yeah. just dude you and me both i i, I was this close to deactivating my account for a while and just going dark completely yeah. on Facebook. And <clears throat> there was three, there were three things that kept me from not doing that. One of them was the, the, the group that we, that we moderate for the Chow Chow podcast. And the other two are the closed groups that my kids' schools post to for each of their grades. So like, it's, yeah. it's the coolest thing. Like my kids go to a, um, a school uh it's a um it's a quaker school i don't know if that means anything out in the oh, west wow. coast yeah uh, but it's um it's really cool that it's a great school they're doing really well and teachers are are really interested in making sure that the parents know what's going on because like you pick your kid up from school and say hey how was your day what did you do today nothing you know so they post a whole bunch of stuff on facebook in this closed group um pictures and you know stories about this is what we did today and it's kind of like cheating you know because you can i could pick my son up from school and i'll say how was your day today what'd you do nothing and i'll say well what about that presentation you gave in science class and he'll go what what do you mean how did you know that you know and then he'll go oh facebook so but anyway uh, i wow that's pretty awesome i totally um hijacked your your depression discussion no that's really cool dude like when my daughter was in junior high there were all these things like they would send you texts all the time to let you know what's going on each period and all that 
Right. But um, once uh, she got into high school, they stopped doing it altogether. Is it, um, that, is, it a, is, is it a high school with um, a large population? Not really. I mean, it's a pretty big school, but it's like the only high school up here. So, oh, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, basically, I was just saying, like, I really, really like miss all of the um, chit chat and um, fun with everyone in the group. And as soon as I could figure out a better way um, to communicate with everybody. <clears throat> without having to go on Facebook, maybe. Right. Um, I'd probably do that soon. Well, I mean, one of the cool things that I noticed was I also use Facebook for events. Um, yeah. Because I live in a, in a metropolitan or urban environment, and there's lots of events. But Facebook, the company, the corporation, they have an, a separate app just for events. So you don't have to go on the Facebook app to look through the events. And they obviously they have the same thing for the messenger. Um, so you can kind of keep Do it. Do they have one for groups? I know they have one for pages. I think they used to have one for groups and I don't know if they took it down or what. Cause I would fucking use that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, there's only one way to find out and that's to go. Uh Oh, um, this but is I, live research, folks. I do have some extremely good news uh, for you uh, if you have not been on Facebook lately. I have not. Uh, Let's see. Facebook. I got attacked by a bug. Oh, no. A big one? No. It was little, but it was big enough for me to see, so that meant it was kind of big because my eyesight is complete shit. Well, I don't see... Yeah, I don't see a group app. I thought there used to be one, though. Anyway. Um, so Bunch the, of fuckers. So the good news is you haven't been on Facebook in a while, but um, I don't know if you saw a post from our own Simon's James Constable. Um, they are wow. releasing on November. I'm sorry. On, on May 11th of 2017, it was announced... Oh my gosh, there's so much suspense. That it will be released in November. A Blu-ray of... What, what would be the best Giallo for you to, to, to hear is going to be on Blu-ray? Um, eyeball or Strip Nude for your killer. But well, I think Strip Nude's already on Blu-ray, isn't yep, it? Yep, it's Eyeball. Yeah. It looks like our uh, our buddy Troy uh, Howarth, who wrote a couple of those um, anthologies, is contributing to this thing. It is a appears to be a German release, maybe. So um, is it going to be called like? It's called Labyrinth of something or whatever. Yeah, Labyrinth Day Rotten Toads. Mm. Day, days Rotten Rotten Toads. That's not what it is. Um, the the sad news on uh, well, I'm going to call it sad news is that it looks like we're only going to get uh, either Italian or German audio. Uh. 
So that kind of sucks. I mean, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna get English subs, so it's not that bad. And it appears yeah, that they're gonna. Bad. It is. They're gonna have four different covers. The first three are gonna be three hundred and thirty-three pieces each, and the last one will be a hundred and eleven. What uh, the fuck does that mean? I don't know why it doesn't make a thousand. It makes um, <laughs> it makes uh, a thousand. 1110 or something. Something Did you like say that. Pieces? Pieces. Not pieces, the movie, but that's how many versions of each Blu ray. They're going to have four. Di- <laughs> Let me start this over. Oh, I have, see what you're saying. They're going to have four different covers, and they're going to do 333 copies of each one for sale. I think that they may be. <laughs> I got to be honest. I think that they may be overestimating how many of these are going to sell. <laughs> Dude, why are you such a dick? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Darren o- Aronofsky in me. No, okay, I mean, so let me. It, we know how they like renew the picture. Uh, let's see. <laughs> if the movie's not orange anymore, I'm yeah, gonna, lovingly, gonna... lo- lovingly restored HD version. Oh my uh, 4K it... from 4, 4K or something like that, whatever that means. Oh my god, does it have um, extra scenes or anything? No extra scenes, um, but lots of extra features. It looks like. I will have. I'm to really, I'm really, I'm really English version. I'm really having a difficult time reading uh, the details of the because uh, <laughs> I think it. It was either translated by by Facebook. Yeah, it is. Okay. I thought it was. Anyway, I'm reading it in English, but it feels to me like it's it was written. Yeah, that's what that's that's why I'm that's why I'm having. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm doing this in real time, which is kind of is the runtime the same. Uh, let's see. 92 minutes, it says. Okay. There's, if you go on the, on the site, you'll see two different covers have been posted in the comments. I wonder. Hmm. I bet the sound's been cleaned up too. I hope so. The thing is, is that. That'd be great. But. If we don't have the shitty dialogue, I know. Then I really a would lot like of the things Eng- taken out of it. I really would like the English. Yeah, but you know, I think that um, it's a good sign because if they have this new um, high def transfer, um, and the Germans have it first, which is fine. Uh, eventually, you'll get it get around to Arrow or something like that. Maybe we'll get an English version because we know there's an English. Yeah. Soundtrack. So, yeah. Excuse me. So that's, okay, well, uh, that's actually really good news. That's the Jalo news that I can, that's fit to print. Fit to print, baby. All right. Well, I feel better now. You know what it was? They probably saw the video game that I made. And said, <laughs> "We need to restore this right away." There's obviously a fan base for this. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I have to I have full disclosure to anybody who's listening to this podcast 
and didn't start from the freaking very beginning of episode three or four. Um, I hated Eyeball the first time I watched it. I thought it was dumb. Of course, it's like, what do you mean? It, it's dumb. They're all dumb. Yeah, every one of these movies is dumb to a certain extent. But anyway. Well, um, some are dumber than others. Some are dumb, but um, not entertaining at the same time. Anyway, I, that is correct. I, I hated this movie. Um, and then Creep continued to explain to me why I was an idiot and why it was, this, <laughs> why it was the most amazing film ever. And it grew on me a little bit. Partly because, again, the music is fantastic. I love the music. Um, the music's awesome, and it's really... It's very cheesy, but... I don't know what it is, dude. It's just... It's like... I think if... I hate that people give it a bad rap, but I think, honestly, if you have friends with a good sense of humor that have never seen a, a Jalo before... Right. Make them watch this movie and say, this is the best that it's ever going to get. <laughs> and then just hit play. <laughs> that would be great. Because then, you know, you show them, if, 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 they, if they believe you, then you show them something like uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. And <clears throat> like, wow, such a dick. This is an art film. Uh, oh, that's funny. It doesn't get any better. Um, that, was, that was three dick. Dick um, moves on on my part since we started recording. Uh, <laughs> You're counting the dicks. Dude. I'm counting the dicks. I'm a dick counter. That's awesome. Um, what was I going to say? So anyway, uh, yeah. So maybe you know, uh, part of the problem is that um, the film, uh, the copy that's circulating out there is a crappy, washed out version. Um, you know, the the the, the picture quality is terrible um but anyway i went one weekend what i went one weekend to see it in the theater in the movie theater and it was an amazing experience because everything that was that that you should have laughed at because it was ridiculous the entire audience laughed and all all the way down to like when they reveal like the killer and they show some sort of photograph that has the killer in it, and it's like so ridiculously obvious. Like, how come no one noticed this before? The whole place went nuts. Like, they saw that they saw the. Uh, it was like here, you know, the the typical giallo ending where the policeman or the detective comes and explains, you know, what was going on and what the motive was. And here's we some should proof. we should do a commentary on it, like a running commentary. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I'll just walk fast. Um, <laughs> but like well, I, I could talk through that whole fucking movie. I've done it before to myself. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, the priest it, in that movie is the most like he's the. If you haven't seen it, tough shit. He's like the reddest herring of any red herring that ever was red. Like he and, makes himself look so fucking guilty the whole fucking movie it's amazing and the camera doesn't help there's always these like zoom ins and close-ups but also (sighs) if you are a giallo enthusiast you will recognize him as the guy in so many other jolly um yeah though he's life advice he's in as the priest um but he he was the violin player and in the uh he's been in like everything 
the one the one that I remember him the most was the one. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Is that the um, the one with Edwidge? High heels. No, the one with Edwidge. No, he oh, was no, he was heels. a fisherman. He was like he was a, a fisherman guy. But why? Um, can't, oh, he's the bloody iris. That's it. The one with Edwidge. He's the violin. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. And he was also the psychiatrist in um that Fulci one. Oh yeah, lizard, lizard woman skin. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and no, he, that that he, guy's got a fucking track record. Dude. He's a friendly face. Is it yeah. George something? Yeah, George Gerard or some 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 last name that we. Oh my gosh, you almost got it. That we butchered. <laughs> We've been butchering yeah. his last name, like Troy Howarth or Haworth. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. I'm sure that uh, George or Dario Argento. Dario Argento. Uh, but anyway, you you mentioned that um, you can easily talk through a screening of uh, Eyeball, and oh, fuck yeah, I think the need and uh, the ability to talk through the film that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, oh, why you fucking was, bring me down? Was <laughs> I want um, when, when we publish this out, I would love to get a a thread going on the group for the people who do like um, perfume of the lady in black, which is what we're covering tonight. Yeah. Um, someone please tell me why this movie's good. If it is because spoiler alert, I watched it again and honestly I felt nauseous. <laughs> like I almost, I was eating dinner and there wasn't anything gross with it. And I fucking almost vomited my dinner up. <laughs> And I think a lot of it is the uh, the dialogue. The yeah, uh, it's really the, uh, the English. The dubbing, Jesus Christ! Really but it's the thing awful, is, dude, for, for Mimsy Farmer, that's her voice oh. because it's the same voice that was in um, Autopsy and the same voice that was in uh, Four Flies on Gray Velvet. And on Four Flies on Gray Velvet, you could tell that Argento recorded the actors because she she looks like she speaks English. You know when she's when she's yeah. dubbing, um, her her voice is insanely terrible. Like I can't. It's so bad. And then it, this is her scared. She goes ah. Oh. She's got like the worst scream in the fucking world. Well, and, and like then, I just got a chill down my spine. Ugh. Yeah, and I know why. You Please, feel, you, there's got to be some Mimsy Farmer apologists out there who want to make make this right. Please try because. I would really like to watch more movies with her in it. But why? I think we've watched them all. And not hate them. But we've watched them all. Have we? Well, you, uh, you haven't watched Autopsy, but I hate that. We haven't done Autopsy. I don't really like that movie either. Autopsy is way better than the one we're talking about tonight, for sure. Um, and I would like I, this I movie is just a. You said that Autopsy was better than Four Flies, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised either. Because you hate that movie. I don't hate it. I just think it's awful. <laughs> and it's like not awful in a fun way. Like, right. there's too many things in it that are trying to be like witty and smart and funny. Right. And everything fails to me, to me anyway. Well, I mean, but, um, I start to get a sense, not to jump too far ahead into this film. Oh, by the way, um, for the sake of post-production... Um, why don't you, uh, Creep, introduce the movie we're going to cover tonight? Okay. Tonight, 
on Jalo Chow Chow, we are going to be discussing the terrible film <laughs> Perfume of the Lady in Black. Mimsy fucking farmer. <laughs> that is definitely the best middle name for her. <laughs> oh, it's oh, funny. Oh, anyway, so I was going to say, um, not to get too far ahead, but I feel as if, uh, I, 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 just, just a quick aside, I've been trying really hard to force myself not to say I feel like before the beginning of every sentence because that's what everyone else says. And it's like this cop out. It's instead of, instead of saying, this is how I think, you're basically saying, well, I, I feel like this, but that's like very, you know, it's, it's, it's very politically correct. And I, I don't want to offend you with my thoughts. So anyway. Um, yeah, I make pretty like harsh statements. I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. Right, I'm not gonna say I, I need feel to say like. I feel more. I feel Let's like switch. this movie is bad. I feel like let's this switch. Movie I'll say feel. You say, I'll feel. say feel, and you just say how it is. Well, I've been the dick for this entire time, anyway. So I mean, <laughs> might as well keep going. What's the difference? <laughs> I, I throw dicks out like I'm a fucking superhero, like throwing ninja stars or something. I'm really sorry, <laughs> John. I just spent all day drawing pictures of dicks. I love that scene from. Um, from Superbad. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Have you seen that show about the American Vandals or whatever about the guy who spray paints dicks on everything? No. <laughs> Is it a, a real I, life? I think, thing? no, I think it's like a mockumentary kind of thing. Um, but I almost watched it the other day and then got bored with the Netflix trailer. I'm getting bored with a lot of shit lately. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and this, and I'm sorry that you had to sit through this movie because. Oh Dude, God. seriously, I wish there was someone I could sue to get my time back for all the fucking times I've watched this movie. Because every time I've watched this movie, I tried to make an excuse. Oh, well, I'm tired. Oh, well, I was in a bad mood. Oh, I was hungry. No, this movie fucking sucks, people. It's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. Yep. And no one's going to try to get those rights back because no one wants to fucking claim it. It's a stinking fucking turd. I'm not even joking. It's really, really fucking bad. I thought you said oh. you were going to do the I feel like. And, and I oh, was shit. the harsh dick. I feel like this movie wants to tear my soul out of my fucking asshole. It's really bad. It's like, like everything. Like she is so fucking annoying. Yes. Like, God, there's gotta be something good. She's in like, I don't know how she got so much work. Like, Hey, you look like a reject off of some Peter Pan musical. (laughs) <laughs> here come be like my lead female like who would fucking put her 
in the lead of a fucking movie. I just, I don't understand it at mm. all, man. But yeah. anyway, so. Well, I, I, you know, I will give you my synopsis and then Chris could give his. My synopsis is the movie starts. There's a bunch of unlikable characters. You don't give a shit about anything. Um, she has some delusions about a child. Some other shit happens and it turns out that she's a big fucking nutbag. Boom. <laughs> That's the fucking movie. It's so shit. Dude, I, okay. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here and I wrote the exact same thing that you just said. You believe that? Like seriously, when you when you do notes on this movie, you I could do, do it on the back of a band aid. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't do any notes, and <sighs> and and I and I have to say that, um, I think this was my my. I think this was two and a half times through the film. I think I started it and didn't make it, and then I watched it all the way through, and then today I watched it all the way through. And um, the reason why I was able to get through it this time was because. I was working late and I have this new uh, desk set up at work where I have two really big monitors. Um, and I just turned the YouTube video on and I went full screen on my left monitor and I just kept working on my right monitor. And um, that was the only way I could get through it, honestly. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the specifics, but the one thing I wanted to bring up uh, initially, or maybe this is a, a, a discussion for, for after we kind of cover the movie, but um, it seems to me that, you know, at this time in the history of movies, um, that the foreign, the foreign movie, what, what's so funny? <laughs> Not that I'm just I'm trying to like figure out where this sentence is going. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like just coming up with horrible things. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems, so, so what I've noticed is that, somebody does something in Hollywood cinema and then the foreign films like copy the idea. Yeah. So we have, I would say three different Jolly that bite off the Rosemary's baby premise. And this is one of them for sure. What um, year was this? 74. Okay. Jesus Christ. When did Rosemary's Baby come out? That was a Polanski film. Right? I think that was 69, right? Yeah, okay. So it had been out for a while. Now, the other two films... Maybe that, 70, sorry. I think the other two films that we covered, I think we covered them both, um, that did a good job of being good, despite the fact that they were ripping off the Rosemary's Baby idea, was um, All the Colors of the Dark, which is the Sergio Martino film with, uh, with Edwidge. And the My cult. least favorite Edwidge movie, yeah. Yeah, and probably my yeah. least favorite Sergio Martino film too, but I haven't seen True. some of True. his newer ones. He has one called um, The Scorpion with Two Tails, but I think that was like a TV movie or something. Anyway, yeah. uh, the other one that I think is the best adaptation is uh, The Short Night of Glass Dolls. Um, we did cover that, right? Yeah. You remember watching that? That is a very unique yeah. genre. <clears throat> I like it a lot, and uh, it's one of my favorites because it's so different. But anyway, um, is that um, Aldo Lado or whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the, the Laughing Windows guy, I think. Did he do the Laughing Windows or did he do? No, he didn't do Laughing Windows. He did a movie called Short Night of Glass Dolls. Is that what we're talking about? Short Night of Glass Dolls. But the other film that he did besides that one that was also considered a giallo was, I think, uh, The Blood Stained Shadow, maybe. 
Blood oh. State of Shadow was like an older 77 one with the... The only other movie that I really know from him is uh, Night Train Murders. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay. And Which is fucking awesome. Is it good? Okay. Oh my god, yeah. It's so fucking good. It's like, it was supposed to be a remake, or not a remake, but part two of Last House on the Left. Okay. <clears throat> but um, he's like, why don't I just make this movie anyway and you guys could like fuck off or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. There's some behind the scenes thing that's really good. But um, it has the chick from Deep Red, the psychic from Deep Red. Oh, okay. gets killed in the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I've seen screen grabs of that. And she's amazing in it. Okay. Oh, it's such a good movie. I have to see it. I've seen it. I've seen it pop up as a DVD, like when you're shopping on Amazon for Jolly, and you're like, and you might like this as well. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's seriously really moody. It's really artsy. How? Oh, cool. He uses light and the confinement of the train. <clears throat> it's nice. It's a little better than what you would assume it would be. Okay. And, and just anyway, to, go just ahead and for, give us just for the sake of uh, accuracy, the other Jalo that Aldo Alado directed was Who Saw Her Die? Oh, that's which I liked, but um, that, yeah. it was, you know, that was a little a little bit more of a serious film. So, um, I mean, I, there isn't much that I want to introduce about this film. I mean, um, 1974, Mimsy Farmer. Um, and a, a soundtrack that sounds a lot like Morricone, and I almost thought it was him, but it's not him. It's somebody by the name of, hang on, um, somebody by the name of Nicola Piovani. Um, that's anyway, Maricone's name that he doesn't want to get like could be looked at by. No, I don't know. I I so, seriously like I can't even remember the music to this. Well, like, there, there's not even a, like a note of music that I remember. There's a there's this. a theme song, and that theme song is played in the opening credits, and it comes oh, back. That's so bad too. A few times, and and uh, that yeah, it's, it's funny bad. because the opening scene that opening credit sequence it reminds me so much of the prowler mm. but the yes. prowler is like eight years away or whatever but um and way better of a movie yeah i just oh my god well it, it to, to or to, was it humongous might have been humongous that i'm thinking of who cares it's okay <laughs> well to you know, we do need to I do feel the need to, to make sure that I do say anything positive if there is anything that I think is positive about the film. Um, the one thing that I noticed that I felt was um, worth mentioning was that original tracking shot after the credits roll in the beginning where I think it starts with a close-up of one of the boats in the fountain and pulls back and pulls back and pulls back and then goes all the way up to the balcony and we follow the old guy watering his plants and then we finally get to Mimsy Farmer's character. It was all like one continuous cut. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you could you could you hearken back to things that you know um, that Hitchcock did with the camera, and uh, and so it's not necessarily a, uh, an, an original thing, but I thought it was really stylistically done. And there's a couple of there's a couple of scenes, and maybe yeah, I mean, there, maybe there are more, uh, but I didn't watch the film close enough. Maybe there are more than than I noticed, but there were some scenes where I felt like the composition and the camera, the way the camera was moving. Um, was really um, visually impressive, I should say. Yeah, I mean, the people who made this movie like knew what the fuck they were doing. <clears throat> but um, like the things that I enjoyed, like Mimsy Farmer changed her clothes like every scene, and most of the time she was wearing horrific things. Oh yeah. And Always. so she would get out of it and I'd go, okay, cool. She's not wearing that anymore. And then by the time we pull back to see what she's wearing, it's something else that's hideous. Right. Um, there's a lot of ridiculously loud wallpaper in this yes. movie, um, which is fun to look at, I guess. Um, well, and like the sets, they look like sets, right? Yeah, like, like the bedrooms and the living rooms and stuff. They didn't I, look like. I also, I, I also like though how um, when they would shoot from outside the apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. and you could like follow her through, like through the windows. Yes, like you could see where she's going and stuff. Like that was kind of neat. But like, good God, if those are the only things I could fucking come up with to. <laughs> Like, seriously, I would have yeah. wanted to jerk off to this movie more if Jessica Fletcher was the star of it. <laughs> like, it's just like... There was like only... Any, any episode of Murder, She Wrote is better than this movie. I, just I, so you guys know. I remember one scene um, where she looked decent. And I think it might have been the tennis court scene. And I think it was because she was probably wearing something that was finally flattering. Because most of the time she's wearing these awful dresses, these awful shoes with uh, the shoulder pads and I mean, or the like suits. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. The wide leg suits. Yeah. And, and, oh, I wanted to shave her head. I want to fucking <laughs> Britney Spears her two thousand eight. Like boom, like. Oh. Well. Um, Oh, you know, if for those of you familiar with the Fifth Chord, uh, the guy who plays her boyfriend in this was in the Fifth Chord, Um, and he's so awful. He's pretty bad. He's much better in the Fifth Chord. But but you're just like you. You're right. As soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh my god, he's a horrible boyfriend. Like, what's gonna happen? (laughs) Like. It's just like, what the fuck? I, I, I think that, like you said before, the, the, the terrible dubbing that they did detracted from it so much because, um, you know, that scene where the, there's a... So, so for people who are actually curious, because we haven't even discussed what the fuck this movie is even about, um, Mimsy Farmer is some sort of independent woman who works in some sort of a factory where they make things, and I have no idea what it is, but... It seems kind of scientific. Seems kind of scientific, correct. And um, 
she's a little skittish, I guess. In the beginning, she's, uh, you know, turning the lights on when she's walking through the house and stuff. And she has this wacky neighbor who comes over for tea. Um, but I think I like him. The pivotal scene. I think the pivotal scene that uh, you have, you know, every one of these jolly have a scene if they're effective, at least that you kind of go back to later on and say, Oh, okay. What was really going on in that scene? Now that I know I have more, this more information, Argento was always doing that. So the scene was, um, Mimsy farmer's character and her boyfriend, um, and three other people from, I guess, somewhere in Africa sitting in this outdoor indoor greenhouse, whatever the heck it was, talking about why people are still interested in witchcraft and voodoo and black magic in certain parts of the continent. And Mimsy Farmer talking about how it's ridiculous and those people are idiots and they're, you know, they're still primitive and whatever. And that was it. I mean, that you're, you don't know. How far after that was the, like when they went to the psychic when they when they went to the psychic, and all of them were there. That was like almost maybe forty or forty five minutes in, whereas that scene okay. with the that scene in the in the courtyard or whatever the hell that place was, that was right in the beginning, within the first ten minutes or so. So yeah. a lot of time had gone by, and the time was 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 passed by her going to the shop and looking for the the, the vase and the flowers that show up and the stuff with their. This is another and... one of those movies that could be called bitch walking around <laughs> like, <laughs> as like the American title. Bitch walking Ugh. around. Well, and it's, I know that you and I sh- share, a uh, sh- share the, a, a loathing uh, for this type of movie that they do more often than not in Jalo, which is, is she really going crazy or are they trying to make her go crazy? Like, are they purposely trying to make her go crazy or is she really going crazy? And this movie is, is that you asked that question throughout the movie. Um, kind of like, um, like we said, all the colors of the dark, it was like uh, the, the Edwidge character. Um, she thought she was going crazy. She thought that she had been hypnotized and brought into this real satanic cult. And really it wasn't, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but it was just a scam. Um, at any rate, uh, <laughs> um, at any rate, so 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 she leaves this. What what, I, what I'm sitting there watching is the scene. I'm like it, the scene is pretty important because I'd already watched the film before, and they spend a lot of time with these people talking about voodoo and witchcraft, but. As far as how it pertains to the film and their lives, it didn't make much sense. It was like, you know, these rich, um, these rich people from from uh, you know this area of the country just sit around in their um, tailored outfits and talk about like the native practices of of whatever. I I just. I didn't know why they were even talking about this. And there was then, like no story. Yeah, it, didn't. it was just like cue the only black guy we know to have him say something about <laughs> witchcraft and voodoo. It was like, and the way that it was done was almost like one of the most like racist things I've ever seen. Right. It's just like, hey, Mr. Stereotype, come on in. 
here are a bunch of white folk. Talk to them. <laughs> like, oh. Well, and, and so as the movie progresses, there's this thing going on where um, Mimsy's farmer's character is having flashbacks and they're related to her mother, we think, maybe, possibly. Um, she starts to have these hallucinations. Um, and at the same time, we're continuing to kind of reinforce this black magic thing. She goes on. She goes and plays tennis and she cuts her hand and the guy like sucks the blood out of her hand as a way of to stop the bleeding. And then she wonders why like that might be weird. And, and the thing again with Mimsy Farmer is no matter what's going on, she, she just whispers like this. She just whispers. And she has the same stupid look on her face the whole time. Yep. And she just whispers. She does it. Oh, there was a thorn sticking out of my tennis racket. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. There was a, yeah, there was a, a thorn sticking out. It was just here. Where I want my picture. Can I have my picture back, please? Like, by the time we got to the end and she got attacked by the guy who was in the flashback who was attacking her mother, I couldn't listen to her anymore. She just had these awful moans and groans and screams. Awful. And it was terrible. So, anyway. Um, the one thing that I don't know if you're going to talk about it or not, but the other thing that was super annoying is there's this little girl mm. that keeps showing up and she's like, I have a present for you. Look, <laughs> here you go. And her voice is just as annoying as the little boy in fucking house by the cemetery. Oh, bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. <laughs> so bad. No, I know. I know you hate him. Bob, Bob with the big, with the big hair. Oh my god, it's so bad. I went to see mommy, and mommy told me that I had to go back to the thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that that movie. That's a great movie. I like it. But. It is. It's really good. But anyway, um, <sighs> yeah, the little girl. I mean, it, it's it's these two things that are happening at the same time with the voodoo and the black magic and the flashbacks and. Um, so I think this pivotal moment comes when um, the one girl is killed somehow for some reason, and we kind of cross this threshold into this unre unreliable narrator situation. Um, I call it the I don't give a fuck threshold. <laughs> like, you could call it that too. Um, At this point in the movie, if you're still watching it, like buy yourself a present because <laughs> you're awesome. It's true. And, and treat and, yourself. And this, dear listeners, is what we do for you guys. I mean, I, I suffered through this twice, like all the way through. Dude, I watched this movie like five times <laughs> in total. And like even tonight, because I watched it yesterday and then I watched it again today. But today I was doing other shit like you were. Right. And um, I was like, okay, this seems annoying. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Okay, this seems annoying. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. <laughs> I got through the movie in like 12 minutes. <laughs> So <laughs> take that as you will. That's amazing. But, um, oh. Well, so uh, for those of you who give a shit, um, basically uh, what ends up happening is that Mimsy's character, and I haven't, I haven't even mentioned her, her character's name yet because I don't even remember. Sylvia. 
Sylvia. Whenever so anyone Sylvia. says it, for all the Dirty Dancing fans out there, I always go, yes, Mickey. Every time. All the times I watch this movie, whenever someone would say her name, I just immediately said, yes, Mickey. Mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't stop. Everyone, um, head over to the uh, page <laughs> for the poll. We're going to put a poll on for how many people are Dirty Dancing people in our audience. <laughs> Are you, it's just a yes or no. Are you a dirty dancing person? Do you understand Creep's joke that he just, I'm going to pause, pause the podcast right now and head over to our, our group page. Oh. oh man. I just, the dicks will not stop coming. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just full of dicks. Said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, at any rate, we get to the point where uh, Sylvia is fully fledged cuckoo. Cuckoo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why. Maybe that's why I need to keep saying Mimsy Farmer's character. Um, So anyway, um, she's now wearing the dress that her mother was wearing in that hallucination, and she's playing this weird thing about the (coughs) Alice in Wonderland and the Mad Hatter and sitting around the table and. Uh, she went back to her old house and she gets raped or something. She gets attacked. She kills a bunch of people. And then she gets, does she get pushed? The, the, the little girl who is supposed to be her, right? Pushes her I guess so, off yeah. the roof or something. And so that's kind of like the end of the movie, except it's not the end of the movie. And so I guess. Which my- makes you mad. Which makes you mad, but I mean, uh, I think the last five minutes of the movie are the best five minutes of the whole movie. Um, yeah, it's like the total like explanation of everything, like the end of Psycho. Well, well, even though it, even if it didn't explain anything, I just like watching gore. Like people, like you know, they they opened up his body, pulled out the organs, and started chomping on them like a zombie movie. It was great. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Now we got some wild stuff happening. Yeah, but like, okay, that bit is that it's more of like a you're driving your car and then you just like try to make a U turn at fucking 80 miles an hour for (laughs) no real reason. And you're like, what the fuck? But another, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, when she's like, or when we're with the guy next door or whatever Mm -hmm. and his cats are fucking eating like a hand and blood jelly. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck is that? So did that, was that legit? Did that that really happen or did it not happen? Right. Because if, if, if she was really hallucinating all of this, then it would have been subjective and that scene, I don't think she was in it. Right. So why would we see that as a hallucination if she wasn't even in the scene at all? So, uh, but it doesn't matter because that's not what they were worried about. They were worried about making a scene where the cats are eating humans because it's a foreshadowing to the end scene. Yeah, it's a foreshadowing <laughs> that pussy will eat your hands. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm I having swear a- to God, every single one <laughs> of these movies that are like this. I just assumed that like the writer or the director just had a like horrible divorce from their wife. <laughs> so their next movie is going to be, is this bitch really crazy or not? Right. And, um, Oh, 
it's it's it, as just an aside. It's it's for those of you, well, for everyone, because we we're not publishing this video. But so Creep's uh, video has been turned off, and and when he talks, I just see his nose, his his glasses above a paperback, and then the the the. <laughs> like his head is like like vibrating and pulsating as it comes. <laughs> so weird uh so um but at the end of the movie that's when like there's like a shot above and she's like naked on the table yep yeah okay and Which everybody and everybody wasn't that even was, exciting right and everybody that was supposed to have been killed is not killed oh, and so god so, so like the, so here's the, the, the question that i have uh, so, so in, in other words, it's put to, to finally spoil the rest of this, the the, the cult, uh, the satanic or witchcraft or black magic group of people that were pretending that there was no such thing actually are in the group, and they all wear these gray trench coats and they hang out in some kind of what weird tunnel, um, this weird tunnel, and then they just eat. They have human sacrifices and they eat, eat the, eat the body parts. Um, and that's how the movie ends. But, um, so, so this is the question. So if they were, tr were they trying, were they trying to make her go crazy on purpose? And if so, were they doing it with real magic and voodoo? How hard would it have been to just knock her over the head with a fucking baseball bat? <laughs> like, the movie could have been three minutes long. She walks out, you hit her with a bat, you strip her, you put her in the tunnel, and you eat her. <laughs> like, how fucking hard is that? But that's, like, so Rosemary's Baby. Like, I yeah. feel like that whole end was, like, tacked on. Like, hey, um, Rosemary's Baby is awesome. Let's do something like that at the end. Right. Right. It should, have, it should have ended that way. And, and if you go back to um, the, the, you know, the, the, the notes on all the colors of the dark or the other, it was by the other title called they're coming to get you. Um, there was two endings to that. And one of them ended with uh, the scene. There was a scene in the elevator, I think. And they, or no, I'm sorry. There was a scene where um, Edwidge's character is just kind of consumed by the cult God, she looks so pretty in that movie. She did. And then the movie ended there, and that was supposed to be the Rosemary's Baby ending. Yeah. Uh, but the Giallo ending, it kept it going, and it turned out it was just a dream or hallucination or whatever. So, so again, I got to go back to this where it's like a lot of that, these. That ends on the roof, right? Like the roof of the church or whatever? What? what? All the Colors of the Dark? No, it ends in... Um, They've explained who the bad guys are, and they're just criminals. And then yeah. Edwidge goes back to her, her flat with the elevator that gets stuck. Yeah, and she keeps thinking that uh, somebody that's coming up the elevator is going to attack her. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So the, at the very end, there is a confrontation between our man George Hilton yeah. and uh, whoever one of the baddies was uh, on the roof. So. Um, so yes, that's that's what you remember, and, and it was the same thing with this. So uh, Sylvia, oh yes, Mickey. Uh, <laughs> notice I waited. Um, she she gets pushed off the roof, or she falls off the roof, and of course it's supposed to be symbolic because that's what she did to her mother, and so on and so forth. Um, but again, so 
here's the thing. Like we, we, we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum, but yes, these, these films follow a particular set of rules. And that's the whole reason why I have the website that I have uh, for Jalo score. Um, and one of the rules is even when there's a little bit of the kind of supernatural elements in the film, they're really just yeah. kind of a front for something real. Like there's never any yeah. real supernatural elements. Um, so that's my question. So like, well, what about, um, we're just trying to trick her into going crazy. And that little girl was really just a little girl that they planted. And the, the woman who did the seance knew all that background information about her. Oh my time. God. This is like really convoluted now. Right. Like, like, is that really what happened or did all of this stuff happen because the the guys in the black magic cult, um, you know, he said he mentioned something in the beginning about potions, giving them potions to to um, make them go crazy. So yeah, you know, the question was, were they driving her crazy with just staging the things that she thought she was hallucinating, or were they driving her crazy with magic and potions? Or was she just really going crazy? Um, I think she, like, if we had to, like, actually, like, talk about this, like, she probably was given some sort of potion bit, started hallucinating a bit, and then after the hallucinations, just fucking lost her shit. Right, it was like a a, a culmination of all of the things put together. But, like, I don't think that they planted... Um, the little girl, like, I think she was just batshit crazy at that point, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess so you could, oh, fuck, dude, I don't know. The fact, and I, I know you've said this about a movie in the past, but the fact that we're sitting here talking about this movie in great detail <laughs> is like giving me anxiety. Like, how the hell is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. It's so shit. Well, you, well, here's what here's what starts to happen is you your mind starts to wander and you think, in the history of the world, did any two people ever have a conversation this involved about this film ever before? Like, no, maybe the guy who put it up on YouTube like wished he could find someone to talk to about it. <laughs> but other than that, like. Good lord, man! Well, and if you go Ugh. to, I, I went to IMDb to look at uh, the user reviews, and a lot of them are like, "Yeah, this is a great drama, horror drama." People are uh, fucking drama. cunts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The subtext title of the episode: "People are cunts." Dude, I swear, it's like. I think people who review movies on IMDb. Now, if anyone of our listeners does this, <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I'm talking, talking about, about you. absolutely. I'm not. talking about the mass population. Correct. I swear to God, I think they're just like pretentious as shit, and they're trying so hard to either like bash a movie or sound so fucking like I'm not a reviewer yet, but I might be soon. Yeah, I don't know. Like that whole that whole like clickbait deal where they, you know, the headline has nothing to do with the article, but you know, you you see the headline and you click it and you go to the article. Every time I 
write a review on IMDb, I the heading is vagina flaps. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and I look that up. People click on it all the time. And it usually has nothing to do with the movie. I'm like, you're an idiot for reading this review. Like, grow a fucking mind of your own, you fucking stupid fuck. <laughs> like, I'm so angry right now, dude. This is crazy. Like, I shouldn't be this upset about it, but the movie is so fucking awful. I, I did I'm not. I'm trying get to it. think if there's a movie I hate more than this movie. <laughs> I, I got zero hits when I searched for. When I searched IMDb for vagina flaps, I didn't get anything. So I, I gotta, I gotta look you up as a as well, a user when I have well, time. Well, the FBI now knows. Oh, okay. What you're doing in your house? <laughs> it's okay. It's not the first time I've typed that in. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. So anything good we talked what, about? What did you? What did this oh, movie get on the score? That's it. I knew we were, I knew we were forgetting something. Hang on a second. I know that. Uh, and have you put the other movies up that you never put up? No, of course not. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> there's not that many. There's a, there's a bunch that you know we've covered. This, this and, one we, has, and we scored them live on the show. There's a couple we scored live on the show. Now, this movie, I scored it today for the very first time. It has not been published yet. But um, if, we follow, if we follow the same protocol as last podcast, then we will record this. And in the middle of post-production, I will write up a summary and then... I'll publish it and then we'll publish the podcast. So by the time you guys are listening to this, it's probably out on the site. I'll be gone. And if it's not, <laughs> it just means that I got lazy again. But um, the perfume of the lady in black scored uh, as, as luck would have it a 69 on the Jallo score. And did we get anything for pseudoscience? No, where's pseudoscience? Because uh, I would like... Well, in the beginning, when she's, like, walking through that factory, the guy's, like, talking to her about something. Yeah. And she's, like, making notes on it. I mean, it's not important. And then she went in, and the one woman was like, I need to have this all done. And she's like, I'm working as hard as I can. And, um... Yeah, was there any other pseudoscience? I mean, I'm going to give it that, just because I don't want it to be a 69 score. I want it to be a 70. Um, why? I want this to be a three. <laughs> well, let, let me go, let me go through the score. You you let me know if I've screwed anything up. Okay. So we have a hidden. We have an Italian director, and we have a movie that falls in the classic period of seventy to seventy five. Um, and we have a director who directed at least one other giallo. This guy. What directed, else did he do? He directed a film called uh, something about something about hotel. Shit, now I can't remember. Um, give me a second, everybody. My fingers are going as fast as they can. That's what she said. Oh, uh, Francesco. Oh. Guy's name was Francesco Barilli, which sounds like Ciao Francesco Rinaldi, the guy who has the tomato sauce. But uh, Hotel Fear from 1977 is also considered a gothic giallo. So I gave him the point. Uh, All right. Okay. So 
So let, we'll get back to the major scoring points at, uh, after we go through the, the other levels. So we had a body count of three or more. We Did had, we? Well, I mean, we there was a body. There were bodies. Maybe they were. But, all, weren't they all alive at the end? Right. But at one point they were okay, okay. presented on screen as dead. So I'm going to take that. All right. There was flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Throughout the whole film, the location was, I mean, I did, they did film in Italy, right? There was a lot of palm trees. I guess it was somewhere in southern Italy or something. I don't know where they, re, they filmed this. It looked pretty nice. Um, one nude scene or more. <laughs> Urban location got points. Now, so the rest of these points are based on the quote-unquote mystery aspect of the film and the idea that there is a killer on the loose. So if there's a killer on the loose, then there are some suspects that are involved in the investigation. And we, you know, you try to figure out who it might be. So were there suspects in this film? Like did, did, were you going through the film saying, I wonder if this guy has something else going on that he's not elute, like that he's not showing. I felt like, everyone like especially her boyfriend i felt like everyone was hiding something right but not like a killer or anything like that right so so this is why this the scoring for this movie is difficult to do because i um i made the assumption for the sake of the score that the murderer was Sylvia. Yes, Mickey. <laughs> um, even though, really, the, the hidden identity aspect was that all of the characters were in on it and they were part of a cult. But I didn't give the movie points for hidden identity. I didn't give the movie points for black gloves. I didn't give the movie points for amateur detective. I did give the movie points for a psychological trauma being the motivation behind the murders. And I also gave the movie points for the killer, which again, we've established is Sylvia. Yes, Mickey. (laughs) Um, How do you call your lover boy? That that Sylvia uh, avoided capture. Yes, Mickey. Well, she, well, (laughs) shit. Uh, Mimsy Farmer's character so so, oh, so let's talk about this. I mean, why not? There's a, there's a section in the the highest level of scoring called avoid capture, and that means that um, at the end of the film, once the killer is revealed, um, we would prefer, as far as the Jalo score is concerned, for them to either be killed or for them to, uh, or to, to for for them to be killed on purpose or for them to be killed by accident or commit suicide. We don't give any points if the police come and take them to jail because it's kind of a cop-out, right? So I gave points for accidental death slash suicide for this film because of her falling off of the uh, thing. Okay. But then is she awake when they start eating her body? I don't think. I don't know. I think she died from the fall. Well, I know, but like, 
Like, does she open her eyes or anything like that? I don't remember seeing her do that. Okay. I don't either, but I'm just making sure. Yeah. So, um, there's no mistaken identity. Like, you know, um, the killer is killing and continues to kill, but somebody else is getting blamed for it. That wasn't happening. There wasn't more than one killer, right? I mean, if you consider her to be the one who's doing the murdering. Um, and then we don't have the, the usual suspects for the soundtrack. So but now, then, can, But then you have to, like, decide if all the people who were in on it are attempted murderers. Mm-hmm. Well, what were they, were they trying to, ultimately they were trying to get her to, <laughs> we're, we're talking about this like anybody thought this through. Uh, <laughs> were they trying to get her to go crazy so that she would go nuts and then, then she would die so that they could eat her? Or <laughs> like, what was, what was the point of if they were oh, in on so it? so stupid. I don't know. Like just. <laughs> eat a bitch like <laughs> it's not that hard it's funny all right so um we have a color in the title that gets you a point there was a funeral that they attended did you notice that scene where the, the woman got killed and they they all went to watch her get cremated <laughs> yeah dude that was weird oh, like yeah. why would you go do that okay so um there's was that it might that? be a thing though Death from Falling, it got a point. Um, dolls, it got a point. There was J&B bottles in a few different places. Yeah, a point there for was. That. Um, the Odd Clue, that one, I have to really go back to my notes and see what the Odd Clue means, but it's kind of like um, in Bird with the Crystal Plumage, it's the painting. And in the case of the Scorpion's Tail, it's that little scorpion cufflink. And in but this, what would it be in this? Well, I'm thinking it was that um, was it a vase or a candle that that appeared in the shop and then suddenly disappeared? And and then was, she ran in and yelled at the lady, and she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Right. Yeah. So okay. I I gave it points for that, and then uh, right. I gave it points for photography because of the or, or the old man with his counting to twenty taking his pictures of the hippopotamuses. Oh my hippo, god! Hippopotami. 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 Hippopotamuses. Anyway, um, I gave you the pseudoscience checkoff because you asked for it. That was cool. You, no, 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 no. Like, we don't <laughs> need to have it. It's fine. And then spiral staircases because we saw that several times. Um, so that's it. If I Damn you, perfume and the lady in black for knowing how to beat this system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's 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 obvious that the the film that was made fifty years ago uh, That's knew, knew my formula. Um, yes. Well, we're gonna give it a seventy, and that's oh, because you don't want it to be a sixty-nine. <laughs> well, we could, but I mean, I the pseudoscience thing is legit. I want to give it the most legit score possible, but okay. then again, I'm taking so many liberties with who's the killer and who isn't. So, whatever. That whole thing is just a convoluted mess, and I think it's really hard for anyone to be able to decide. Like, tell us what you guys think. Like, what the fuck is going on with this? <laughs> like, if you have, like, a good theory, please let us know. 
or we, don't, and we'll we, never talk about this movie again. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's even a better idea. Um, when you say a theory, you're talking about like how much were they involved versus how much was she going crazy? Like, what was the whole point of? Yeah, the and like, yeah. what are they considered accomplices? Right. I don't know, dude. Like, ugh. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about, um. If you think about all the colors of the dark or short night of glass dolls, it's the same idea that there was a that there was a mob that really is um, responsible for the murders as opposed to one person. But in this movie, uh, Sylvia, yes, Mickey, kills like three people on screen. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But does she? But does she? Right. Oh, okay, I'm done. This was a really fun episode. It was good to bitch about something, but I swear <laughs> to fucking God, I'm never watching that movie again. I agree. So what's and, next? And, and it's going to take a long, long-ass time before I watch any more Mimsy Farmer shit. Yeah, I need, like, a super palate cleanser, like a cute <laughs> kitten or, like... <laughs> Something awesome, like oh, something super trashy, like on the same level as Strip Nude for Your Killer or something. Yeah, maybe we need to go back to Sister of Ursula. Oh my god, the worst movie ever! <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, I have a list. Let's let's just let's just pick one, right? Okay. Um, hmm. Hang on a second. Bay of Blood notes. Remember, remember the Bay of Blood episode where I did a diagram, a flowchart diagram for who killed who. Yeah, remember that? It was awesome. <laughs> I, I just found it. That's why I'm mentioning it. Oh, I'm in the wrong. Uh, I'm in the wrong group here. Okay, Jalo Chow Chow episode outline. Here we go. Um, You're giving away okay. all our secrets, man. So. Uh, if we so so um, let me look at this and see which ones we did so we did libido we did spasmo um we did francesca um we did amok yeah uh we did the french sex murders and we did a lot of these on this list yeah and we did trauma right didn't we do trauma argento's trauma yeah we did and Two Faces of Fear and The Killer Must Kill Again. That was the George Hilton double. Okay. Double feature. Okay, so um, what Those remains... Those are really confusing. What remains is a couple of Fulci movies. One, The Psychic. The other one is called Murder Rock. That's what I'm going for. Um, hang on. We also have... <laughs> we, also, we also talked about you doing a redemption episode. Um... And of what? I don't remember. Because I think we did a redemption episode. Did we do a redemption episode on Eyeball? And I talked about how I liked it again. Oh, no, I know what it was. We did a redemption episode on um, uh, uh, Black Belly of the Tarantula. That's right. So uh, I'll give you a couple more here. We got um, okay. The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave. Yes, 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 yes. You're saying yes. 
Yes. We have. What was, what's the sequel to that? Or like that's the sequel to something else? Well, the Red so, Queen Kills Seven Times is kind of like the same flavor of movie, I think. Okay. So that's the one that we did, and we didn't do Evelyn. That's right. We did not do Evelyn. Oh, that movie's so fun. Yeah. Is it good? Down. I like it. Yeah. All right. So we got that. We have uh, Naked You Die. Yes, please. Didn't uh, we do that? No, but we've talked about it many times. Okay. Um, Asma, we did Top Sensation, which is an Edwidge film. I don't Never know if it's... It's, if it's actually considered a giallo, but... I'll consider it. Hey, <laughs> I thought we were going to save that for a special number. What what number's the next episode? The number that you're thinking of, I think. This is episode uh, 68, right? Okay. I don't know. So episode 69, we should probably do a sleazy, a sleaze film, right? Something, yeah. something raunchy. So, Play Motel is, uh, is on the list. That's supposed to be really sleazy. Um, so, Naked You Die, Top Sensation, Play Motel, The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave, and... Murder Rock. Murder Rock. <laughs> All and of those sound terrific. We have on the list. We still had, um, uh, well, you're going to say no. I know. Uh, <laughs> we we had on the list phenomena, the Argento film. Um, uh, yeah, right. I know. Yeah. The editor, which was that kind of um, tongue-in-cheek giallo uh, kind of parody. Huh. And then we also had um, Sono. Profondo, but that movie is, we can't do that movie. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the same people who made Francesca. And if you remember Francesca being difficult, yeah. Sono Profondo is what they did before they got better. Uh, and then they did Francesca, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. Okay. Uh, so, so I think we got enough. Yeah. So, um, I think for episode 69, we've got to do a film that has Edwidge in it because she's our favorite. Boom. Okay. So the answer is Top Sensation. Yeah, there is another one that was in the 80s. Okay. Um, but I can't remember what it's called. So I don't, that doesn't really help. I don't like 80s Edwidge at all. No, she looks really curly. Yeah. She's got yeah, weird frizzy. hair. Yeah. Top Sensation is from 1969. Um, let's Hello. just... Yeah, that's... We have to do it, right? It's the 69th show. Yeah. It's from 1969, and Edwidge is in it. Um, what else? We just, I just want to look real quick and see if, we, if there are any other Edwidge films that we didn't um, cover. I mean, specifically uh, because they are jolly, right? Yeah. So $5, $5 for an August moon... Um, Love that. Uh, Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward. All the Colors of the Dark. Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only Have the Key. Case of the Bloody Iris. Uh, there's a film here called Naughty Nun. I don't think that is. 
No, it's not. I think that's a sex comedy. And Giovanna Longthigh, her name is. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking to see here. <clears throat> any more? Oh, so, strip nude for your killer. That was seventy-five. Yeah. I think that was it for her jolly. I can't I remember th- what the. I also look- I also think that it's the only Edwidge film we haven't done. Like what, that fall, top that, sensation that fall into the category of. Well, there's that one that I can't remember the name of. It is 80s Edwidge, and it's kind of... but Is it it Phantom of Death? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, that sounds right. And there's also, I think, maybe a... Another one of those gothic ones. I have to look it up. Anyway. I have Phantom of Death. So... Okay. Let it all hang out. Top sensation. Okay. So the top sensation write-up is attempting to cure her mentally handicapped son's virginity. <laughs> His mother and several friends embark. Uh, that first part of the sentence is just enough right there. The, His mother and several friends embark on a cruise which strands them on a nearly deserted island where lust and murder are on the menu. Yeah, and to be fair, they're not really friends. They're not. I don't know why it says that they're friends. They're not. Have you seen this before? Yeah. Oh, you've seen it already. So is it it jolly enough? I say so. Okay. Because it's also called The Seducers. Yeah, and it also uh, has Edwidge in a bikini for like 90% of the movie. Right. Well, that's a good reason to watch it too, I think. Yeah. It also looks like she's wearing some sort of belt thong in one of these scenes. Oh, wait. Is this the movie where she fucks a goat? Mm, I don't know. You tell me you've seen it. Yeah, dude. I think she fucks a goat. Am I remembering that correctly? Is it a goat or a sheep? I don't think so. Oh, you're going to eat your words, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so, so, so prepare for next time, to be dazzled. For next time, everybody, we're going to do Top Sensation. And uh, there's a good copy of that out. And I don't want to... I'll check and, and see if YouTube has after it. That, after that, we'll do Bottom Phenomenon. <laughs> there you go. And then... Um, oh, yeah, look at this. The whole thing is on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, it looks like it. Is it in English? Um, no. Does it have English subtitles though? No, and it's a it's a it's a crappy copy. I think the the shameless one that came out. Recently, I think I have it. Do you not have it? I do. I think I do have it. I'm 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 sorry. I'm I'm laughing because. I did find it just now. I just found an English version, but the speed, the voices are all sped up. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go look for it. I think I have a copy of it at home somewhere. Oh wait, here we go. Top Sensation full movie, 1969. No, 20th rock. Century Fox. Get out of here. Robot rock. 
So anyway. Yeah. Good episode. That'll be it for next time. Yeah. So until next time, jerks. Ciao, <laughs> ciao, everybody. <laughs> Vagina flaps. Vagina flaps, everybody. Ciao, ciao.